0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Speaking for the Silence podcast on the Hopewell Valley Student Publications Network, where students come together to publish content to share with the world. The opinions expressed in this episode are mine and mine only. Please enjoy the show. Hello everyone, you are listening to the Speaking for the Silence podcast with your host, Jacqueline Sun. In this episode of Speaking for the Silence, we will be discussing the history, modern presence, and future impact of forced labor. This will be the first episode of a three-part segment on forced labor. In the second episode, we will be going in-depth on the most common forms of forced labor, and in the third, I'd like to recount to you guys a real-life, local story of labor trafficking and what we can do to prevent it in the future. So to understand the history of forced labor, we first need to define what it is. Forced labor, as defined by the Department of Homeland Security, is when individuals are compelled to provide work or service through the use of force, fraud, or coercion. Forced labor has been commonplace and diverse in form throughout history, so let's start from the beginning. Its first form can be found in slavery. Slavery spread west and then entered European society. In certain regions of Europe, particularly the northern regions, slavery was actually losing relevance and being replaced by serfdom instead, another form of forced labor around the 12th century. Serfdom is when there is a vassal who is bound to his lord, and then this vassal is given a piece of land and is forced to work on that land for that lord pretty much for the rest of his life in return for a place to live and protection. And then obviously, as we all know, through the Atlantic trade, slavery spread to America. And America did eventually fight for independence against Britain, and they did win, but they ended up taking on slavery anyways. And you can see the irony in being a free country, yet forcing people to perform labor and beating them against their will. The American South was especially prominent in taking on this form of forced labor. The Emancipation Proclamation ended slavery after the Civil War, yet it and other forms of forced labor continued much later, even to today. Now let's take a look at some more recent forms of forced labor. I think that the most prevalent example would be World War II, particularly concerning Nazi Germany and Soviet Russia. So first, for Nazi Germany, we all know about the concentration camps, where Jews and other so-called undesirable races were held captive and forced to work for the Nazis in creating weapons or other machines for wartime. These prisoners were not paid and were heavily mistreated. Many of them were underfed, beaten, and kept in poor conditions. They remained prisoners from the time that they were captive to when they either died or they were released by the Allies at the end of World War II in 1945. But throughout, they lost their identities as a person. Many of them weren't even called by their names anymore. They were all forced to shave their heads wear the same uniforms and were given numbers as identification as opposed to names. There are about 2 million people put to work in the concentration camps, but many died in captivity. Now for Soviet Russia, we are going to focus on Joseph Stalin's era and his infamous gulags. In these gulags, millions of prisoners labored in harsh conditions, These gulags were often located in Siberia or other regions similar to Siberia, which are infamous for their extremely harsh winters. Their work was used to propel Stalin's great plan for the industrialization of Russia. He wanted to catch up to the rest of the world, and he knew that using forced labor, where he did not have to pay so he did not really lose anything of his own, was the best way to do it. Around 5 million people died in these forced labor camps due to mistreatment and the extremely poor conditions, especially when it came to winter. These examples I have listed are only the most prominent forms of trafficking as we know it. It was only relatively recently that trafficking was even viewed as a major problem. The UN only formally criminalized human trafficking through the protocols regarding the Transnational Organized Crime Groups, the TOC, in 2000, just 21 years ago. Before this time, forced labor was no doubt still a widespread issue, but it did not receive as much awareness on the local, national, and even international level. It is unfortunate that, But typically, only the worst international-level atrocities involving forced laborers were noticed and written in history. Now let's take a look at forced labor's modern presence. It is estimated that around 21 million people around the world today are caught in some form of forced labor. Many of the victims aren't even visible, as human trafficking is very hard to detect. The countries that are most guilty of this include China, India, America, North Korea, Russia, and Iran. There are no doubt that there are many others who participate in forced labor, but if we were to cover all of them, we would be sitting here for ages. Most of these laborers are caught up in the agricultural, mining, construction, and marine industries. What lies behind the widespread use of forced labor and exploitation is the desire for profit. This is the mantra for many private industries, where 90% of forced labor can be found. These industries produce products that we use in everyday life without thinking. For example, bananas come to mind. Bananas are often produced in South American countries, such as Ecuador. And a question I used to ask myself, and I'm sure many others have wondered about, is why are bananas so cheap? And this is due to the severe underpaying and the mistreatment of workers, many of whom are paid less than $10 a day. Some of them are even more exploited and don't even get paid. They toil for hours in hot and grueling conditions, yet their work results in bunches of bananas that we buy for just about $0.57 a pound. Besides working in factories or other commercial industries, we can see forced labor in other forms that you may not expect, but you will certainly recognize them. First, let's take a look at the US prison system. I'm focusing on this system in particular because the US contains the largest percentage of prisoners in the world. These prisoners often act as laborers during the day, working in mechanical or industrial factories creating items such as license plates. To be honest, whether prison labor is forced labor or not is an ongoing, controversial debate. Prison laborers are paid anywhere between a few cents to a few dollars in a day, which is on par with other forced labor wages in the world. However, there is a case to be made that they are prisoners. Some of them have committed heinous crimes, and some may be inclined to say that they deserve to do this hard work for little pay. And something that many people don't even know is that prison labor is actually enabled by the U.S. Constitution. The 13th Amendment bans slavery or involuntary servitude unless, as a punishment, whereof the party shall have been duly convicted. Therefore, prison labor is technically very legal, but some have still had their issues with prison labor. There was an organized prison strike of 2018 that called the labor prison slavery because those who were working were being paid mere pennies for grueling work for private companies chosen by the government. They believed that they were being sold out by their jail to the highest bidder and then forced to work in these conditions that only benefited their jailers. So as you can see, the line between prison labor and forced labor is very blurred. In some cases, one can make the argument that the prisoners are able to contribute to American society even during incarceration and are even being paid for it. In other cases, prisoner rights may be infringed upon, and they are forced to engage in labor in unfair circumstances for little pay. However, it is important to know that certain demographics of prisoners are more exploited than others. In particular, illegal immigrants and African Americans are not only detained more frequently, they are also typically subject to harsher labor and worse pay. Now let's take a look at forced labor on the opposite side of the world. Currently, in China, there is something happening which many are referring to as genocide. This is the Chinese government's persecution of Uyghurs, a Turkish ethnic group that is predominantly Muslim. Uyghurs reside in a northwestern region of China, Xinjiang. This region is known for being an area filled with deserts and one that is quite remote from the rest of China, but it is still in development. The Chinese government, in an attempt to acquire more land for themselves and their citizens, is forcibly removing the weakers from their lands. About 1 million so far have been expelled and relocated, and many of them are sent to so-called re-education camps. No one truly knows what is going on inside the camps. However, we do know that tens of thousands of Uyghurs are being sent to work long and dangerous hours in factories against their will. Most of them do not have a say in this labor and are likely not getting paid for their service, so this is another form of modern coerced labor. Many items that we use in daily life, including clothing, electronics, and many more have been touched by Uyghur labor. In fact, the cotton that is used in so many of our t-shirts is often spun by Uyghur hands. Famous brands such as Nike and Uniqlo have been accused of using them. This issue has actually gone as far as for the U.S. government to pass a bill banning the trade of products made by Xinjiang's coerced labor. This act is known as the Uyghur Forced Labor Prevention Act. It was passed in the House on September 22, 2020, and it was then passed again in the Senate on July 14, 2021. While it is relieving to know that the U.S. has made a public stand against Uyghur forced labor, the issue still lives on in China. One question you might be asking yourself is why can these people not escape? Why can't they just walk away from their jobs and free themselves from modern slavery? And the answer to this question is that some people simply just aren't lucky enough to escape. Many of them will spend the rest of their lives working off an insurmountable, always increasing debt. Many people who are caught in human trafficking were actually even born into human trafficking or were sold into it from a young age. They have never known a life outside of slavery. Another reason, as as it seems, is that some people rely on the jobs given to them by their traffickers as a way to sustain themselves. Even those mere cents or mere dollars that they are paid per hour is all that some people can afford to make, so they will stay in their jobs simply because they cannot find another better one. And that is how human trafficking is a self-perpetuating cycle. There is also mental and physical trauma to those who do escape. Human trafficking is a highly debilitating experience. It quite literally takes away your humanity. Working in such dangerous conditions also makes the laborers highly prone to injury. Many may be severely harmed, scarred, or even disabled from their time working. On top of causing harm to the actual victims of human trafficking, forced labor also creates more economic imbalance in the world. Those who own the factories which employ forced labor hardly have to pay their workers, so they are able to keep a larger margin of profit for themselves. As a result, the wealth gap will increase even more. The rich get richer and the poor get poorer and the exploited are continually exploited. People who buy products that are made by forced labor are and will become even more reliant on those products. Economies are already heavily interwoven with forced labor, yet we still take many things that have been made easily available to us for granted. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Speaking for the Silenced. On next week's episode, I'll be diving more into specific forms of forced labor. I hope to see you there. Bye bye.